In the Pits now has a Patreon. Whether you want to get directly involved with the show, have a product or brand you want to promote, or just want to show support, In the Pits Patreon has tiers for all levels. Head to patreon.com slash in the pits paintball podcast to check out the supporter, sponsor, and partner tiers. Opening up a Patreon was a level I could never have imagined getting to when starting this show a year ago. And whether I get a thousand subscriptions or not a single one, I'm still super thankful for all of the support I've received from all of you. Enjoy the episode. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product. Trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team PaintballFit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to Hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of Paintball Fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even U3v3, there's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Raps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build-A-Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at BEMRAPS, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Uno's Jerky. Made right here in the state of Texas by J.C. Lamon, Uno's has some of the best-tasting jerky around, and each flavor has ties back to Texas paintball. I personally recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Head to unosjerky.com and use code PITS10, where a portion of every purchase will go back into the Texas paintball scene. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message GetDat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a GetDat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. 
Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 55 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Jonathan Chavez, player for semi-pro team paintballfit.com and finals MVP of the NXL Mid-Atlantic Major. Jonathan, how are you doing this evening? Doing good, Christian. How are you? Feeling good. Doing good. Uh, yeah, good. it's great to get you on. Uh, it was good playing with you. What was it, two weeks ago now at XTPL? Yes, actually, it was two weeks, uh, two Saturdays ago at our, it was the XCPO champions that we have at Paintball Fit. Uh, next one's actually in August 11th and 12th, people who don't know. So yeah, I saw they changed, uh, they didn't change the date, but they switched the days on which divisions are playing on which days. Like I know that uh, the challengers and the youth is going to be on Saturday and then champions and I, I want to say some one they flopped the days. So I know that Champions is on Sunday now and Saturday, Saturday. And then I think yeah. Youth is on Saturday. Yeah, you know, you're correct. They, they switched dates. Um, I believe it's to help accommodate uh, players playing another tournament that mm -hmm. weekend. And so it gives them the opportunity to, if they get knocked out or for some reason, unfortunately, they get knocked out or they just didn't go on due to points, but just situations like that. They still have an option to play another tournament since already up here in Dallas, you know, on Sunday. So right. it's just more paintball for the players and, you know, players just want to pay more paintball. So why not, you know, play two in one weekend if you can, you know, I would. It's Definitely. Just, yeah. I know that's uh, a little bit of a difficult situation there, but uh, I think the way that they navigated that is probably the, the best possible outcome at this point uh, with us being yeah. what, like three, four weeks out or something like that. Pretty close. Uh, I believe so. It's about a month out now. Please. It's like, yeah, August. Yeah, it's about a month. About a month and a week. So. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah, uh, go sign up. Go sign up. Go play paintball. Like, there's a lot yeah. of lot of tournament series here in Texas, which is a good problem to have. So, go out there and play and compete. Yes, but for sure, play XCPS. Always play the XCPS. Mm -hmm. All right. So, let's get started. This first question is brought to us by BEMRAP. So, let's start with the most recent NXL event. Paintballfit.com absolutely dominated. They mercyed everybody in prelims. Uh, you got a buy in the quarterfinals where you 5 0'd uh, GG Factory. You won the semifinals match 6 3 versus the newbies. And then, of course, meet up for the third time against Blast Camp in the finals. And yeah. you yourself earned the MVP for the event. So, uh, you know, the tournament can't go much better than that. But uh, tell us, how did it go for you? Uh, it went pretty well for me. Um, you know, but I also think it went pretty pretty great for the team. Um, you know, we actually we didn't have what we lost one of our players following Texas. Um, just life. He wanted to do life, which which we get. We didn't hold him back. We we're like, hey man, do what you gotta do. You know, we're here for you. You know, let us know how it goes. You know, we're not gonna hold people back when it comes to that. You know, we want people to do what's best for them. Mm -hmm. So with, with that, you know, 
we were down the body in that situation. And then another one of our players named Caleb, uh, he actually got sick the week off. Like, mm. but the, the, the one weekend we had it for, for practice, like, he got sick and we just couldn't make it at all. So we were, we were down to six, six bodies pretty much the whole, the whole weekend. And so with us just being able to just run, I guess, I guess that skeleton squad, as you would say, the whole, that whole weekend and able to just, just come together as a team. You know, cause that, that's just my thing. Like, yeah, I, c- I can do all kinds of cool stuff individually, but like, I'm real big when it comes to what we can do as a team, just because like we win tournaments and events as a team, you know? Like I can, I can have a badass point, cool, but I can lose that point too. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter unless you see the end result, and that's you know winning, winning that match or winning that point. You know, but with that though, sorry, sorry, rambling. No, you're good. <laughs> but uh, no, with that, I just just seeing us, you know, come together the. You know, how how can I how can I say this? Just just, just, seeing, just seeing us come together, pretty much as a unit, you know, and not letting anything, you know, outside influence, you know, players being injured or you know, even our main coach, um, coach uh, Casey Harris. Yeah, he that's right. There. And uh, addicts addicts uh, came and filled in the spot for y'all, right, Richard? Yes, Rich Atticus um, came in and he did a phenomenal job, you know, just to come in and step in as a huge role, especially for, you know, as a coach for us, you know, that's, that's a big step to role to fill in. You know, most people don't, most people don't think that, but having a coach and having that guy who knows everything that the other uh, team knows or the other team does is phenomenal. Like you need that, I think, especially whenever you get to the higher tiered, um, Especially when you get higher up in the ranks, you know you need to know what that guy is going to do. Like with us, like with Haver, for, for instance, on GG, we know he's going to mm. try to go break, like all the time, if not ninety nine percent of the time. So we're going to try to shoot for him first, get rid of him, and then work our way, you know, off of that. You know, we that's that's the thing. Whenever, um, whenever it come it comes to those situations, like to the higher tier teams is you emphasize on killing a key player or you know cap just cap just capitalizing on that situation so definitely and i mean that's all the more impressive that this event was like the most dominant event of the season like you mercyed five out of your seven games and uh to do that without your coach so you had uh richard atticus who's the coach of dallas vibe uh step in and then you lose two of your players uh, from the previous event going into this one and like just really tighten up as a squad and just seem completely unbeatable uh, unless your name's Blast Camp, which uh, even then, you know, 0 for 3. So uh, better luck next time, kids. Uh, so speaking speaking of Blast Camp, this season in semi-pro, it's, it's just y'all in Blast Camp, two-horse race. I uh, just y'all are the top two. No one else is even close. So Fitz overall record this season is 21 wins and one loss, which I think was to Colorado blitz over in Dallas or in round yeah. rock and uh, three out of three event wins. And blast camp has 
only lost to y'all in the finals in one point matches. And two of those three matches went to overtime where like, I remember the first one like came down to a one-on-one to win the tournament between, I think it was uh, Nathan Abelhausen on blast camp. And I want to say Trenton Mason. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this, this one going to overtime as well was Scott Stewart making that uh huge move down the snake to close it out. So tell us like, what are these finals matches against blast camp? Like for you guys, honestly, man, it's very nerve wracking. Like you can you kind of see, you kind of don't, it depends on how deep you look into it, but like it, it really gets intense just because both, both teams have the same goal to win that pro spot, you know, and you're, you're, you're winning it for the home field. You know, we're winning it for fit. We're winning it for us. You know, we're kind of redeeming ourselves for kind of like that trial run we had with AC Dallas that year. So we're like, you know, F that, you know, we deserve a real chance in the pro. Like with our guys, like, let's go with our, let's go with our guys. Let's, let's go there. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's our guys. But like, no, we're going to come with our guys as fit, our coach, everything. You know, we're going to come at it like that. But, um, and you, um, it's, it was just, it was very intense, very nerve-wracking, you know, not, you really can't make a mistake. You can't because the other team, especially camp, they know how to capitalize on a mistake hard and huge, you know, and I had talks to them. They're a great team. I'll f- fight them in finals any day, you know, but no, it was just, it was very, very nerve-wracking seeing and just very focused too. Even though it was nerve-wracking, it was still very like, you can look into our eyes and be like, one, we want this. And two, it's like, we're in, like, we're in the game. We're focused, you know, like I, I remember one time it was, it was the overtime point mm. made it to my bunker. Really? We got a kill. And then I, I died shortly after and I was pissed. I was upset with myself because like, I personally thought I left my team down because I shouldn't have died, especially in that very intense moment you know it's over time going from a 504 to a 404 i think i fucked up so like i come off you know just mad you know i uh, i say it like i ended up through my throwing my mask because like i personally thought like i just threw this match away like because i wanted to be the aggressor and i got too up i'm like the, my, i guess my high horse mm. i got into it because like yeah i gotta we gotta kill 504 let me just fucking run at him when I should have just chilled, you know? And so that's, that's, that's how it was definitely intense for sure. Yeah. I mean, at that level, like, especially y'all two teams, like with how close last year was, like it came down to just the finals against notorious and they ended up taking the series by a single point. Uh, And then, I mean, granted, of course, blast camp threw it away at cup, but yeah, yeah, you know, I'll like, do it away for sure. Yeah, it's but it's crazy to think like I remember talking going back to Ryan Brand's episode on the podcast, which was during the off season. You know, he was talking about the semi pro race, and he was saying like it's crazy to think that yeah, both the both y'all and Blast Camp were loading back up to go at it again this year, but mm-hmm. at the end of this season, one of y'all is again not going to be pro, and Man, that's so just look- it's just wild to think about. Yeah, no, it is kind of intense, and 
that's just how the the system is right now. Unless it's like, I guess, us wanting a change or the league or players in the league wanting a change, it's just going to stay like that, you know? And so no one's, people have voiced it like, yeah, like they commented it, but no one's actually like, I think went up to Tom himself, like, hey man, have you tried doing it this way instead? Like, probably be a lot cooler, but who knows, you know? So I think whatever they do, whatever they do, hopefully it's just as kind of intense as this one team bump and one team goes down because you really got to fight for it, you know? You really got to get that number one spot to where like, if you if they take top four, and then the bottom four goes down or up or whatnot in semi pro, then some teams, especially like that four teams, be like, yeah, I squeaked in, you know, mm-hmm. to go. Pro. How how are they gonna do, you know? And right. so that's get like the counter argument when it comes to that point, mm-hmm. you know. And thinking of when the league expanded from sixteen teams to twenty teams, the four mm-hmm. teams that uh, were expansion teams were NYX. The ML Kings, I want to say Columbus Level and um, and uh, Scottsdale Elevation. Yes. And the oh, ML Kings didn't make a single Sunday for like four seasons until yeah. their first Sunday was like at World Cup in 2021, which they had to do in order to keep their pro spot and not y'all on AC Dallas out of out of the league which was like okay who who had that on their bingo card right nobody uh <laughs> for the ML Kings to make their first Sunday in four seasons but um sure, 100% there's definitely ML King believer and I get yeah. it <laughs> but like it shows you like hey even the third and fourth place semi pro team they're going to struggle big time like Scottsdale Elevation was the team that got relegated their se- the second season after yeah. the expansion, I think the first team that got relegated, I want to say, was Chicago Aftershock when the league first expanded, uh, and then Elevation was right after them. So, like in this, I feel like in this season, like you can definitely make a solid case for y'all and for Blast Camp to get promoted and do really well, especially given Blast Camp's result at the Astro event a couple of years ago, beating yeah. pro teams, but like. I, I don't think you can make that same case for the third and fourth place team, which I believe is Annapolis A team and the newbies. Yeah, uh, I think it's them too as well. I mean, the newbies, I think, would make a good run in the pro with, with their with their roster. They're a solid team. You know, every time we face them, it's always a, it's always a grinder. It's never really one-sided when it comes to them. Mm. It's always a battle with them, so hats off to them for sure on that. Because I believe they do have Damien... And the first two tournaments they did have um, Mesa, Mike Mesa, mm-hmm. and this one they had Mikowski instead. So I don't know what's going on with with that. But no, they they were a solid squad too for sure. Um, but yeah, like how, like how he said, like I don't know if NXO would adapt to like that expansion of four or keep it with just one, just because previously with that expansion, Scottsdale you know struggled and mm-hmm. and after. Of getting relegated, you know, right? So, and, and who knows? Like, you know, you always hear rumors of a team that is going to sell their spot at the end, like in the offseason. You always hear that. So, you know, you we may still end up seeing both y'all and camp in the pro leagues next season, which I think would make it insanely more competitive. I think so too. Um, 
I think so too. We we both went up, but we shall see when it comes to that. We for sure, we for sure want to take that pro spot by winning it. There's no there's no plans for us to like buy anything. We never really were that type of people. We always wanted to outright win it, you know. So for sure, and y'all are on track to do that. So uh, oh. this question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite, which is Colt Roberts Training Regimen. Uh, what are the things that uh, the team Fit.com is doing to become so dominant? So like. How many times a week are y'all practicing, either doing drills individually or as a team? Uh, when it comes to layout weekends, what teams are you scrimmaging? You know, things like that. What are the things that y'all are doing in your preparation? Um, for sure, we always do um, our night balls. Uh, we always play the night balls with, with the guys, um, with either the players or pretty much against ourselves. If there's not that many people, we're always like, hey, guys, you know, Snipeball tonight. Let's go out, you know. Or if if there's a good amount of crowd there, then we'll do every other point. So like we'll let the guys, the people who are actually paid to be there, they'll go play first, and then we'll hop on the next point as fit. You know, we'll run against each other. You know, that way we keep each other kind of well because we always do it. Like if you get hit by a bounce, and if you didn't break, you play on. But he's like, you let each other know. It's like, hey man, by the way, you bounced me over here. You know, because we're always trying to shoot like real good paint. So if it bounces, it actually bounces. It's not like two star, three star, and it bounces like, hey, you bounce me right back there. I'm like, yeah, no, duh. Like, I'm not <laughs> shooting. we're shooting real good paint when it comes to that. Um, so that, um, when it comes to actual practice weekends, we keep each other very accountable. Um, getting there pretty early. Like, we'll even, honestly, we'll even call each other out, like in the group chat. And we like to call the late people the late boys. Um, so like you're late, you're like, oh, part of the late boy squad. <laughs> so a little bit of bullying and antagonizing definitely helps people get in there on time. Um, but no, uh, we, we don't go crazy. We're not like working training nine to five every day, you know, play points in the morning, take a lunch break, play points. No, we don't do any of that. We have, we all have, you know, normal jobs. Um, I, me, my, me, Trenton, uh, Mason and Jay Money or Jacob Johnson, you know, are at Pinball Fit. Them two, they weld throughout the day. I help run the field, make sure it's good for the weekend. You know, make sure it's not falling apart and looks nice. You know, Colt, Johnny, and Brody Lukow uh, and their parents, they actually own a shoe repair shop here in Waxahachie. And they're there practically, what, nine to six, ten to six every single day. You know, and so it's not like uh, we're, we're around the gun 24-7. No, we, we do stuff and then we play our paintball or, you know, we do what we need to do to play paintball. And so, but no, um, but the guys 100% keep each other accountable. Um, you know, asking each other, hey, did you, did you do your drills today? If we're like, we're supposed to do drills or something that night, usually it's like, hey, did you, you do your stuff? Or like this past weekend, I know a lot of us took a break because it was back-to-back -back weekends for a lot of us like we went straight from philly straight to our xcpo event like our only really break if, if it was a break was that monday that monday split from sunday to that the next week just because a lot of us like pretty much me and the luke house had a setup for our xcpo event so pretty much as soon as we landed we slept throughout the morning or slept the day i'm sorry we slept throughout the night and then we just got up and just started getting ready for the event. 
So it's all very family run, you know, very few people on the outside that come in and help. You know, and if there be people that do come outside, people outside that do come in and help, you know, they're they're kind of close too with us, you know, so. Gotcha. But, yeah, I know, like, especially watching the webcasts whenever y'all are on the finals field, like one thing that the semi-pro webcasters and Maddie Marshall always says, like, that paintball fit are just all of y'all are elite gunfighters. And uh, that's, that's the, it seems like that's the main thing that y'all are, or at least they harp on is the gunfighting. Do you think that, uh, do you know, playing three nights a week with Nightball Wednesday and then Saturday and Sunday, and especially Nightball's format where it's just hopper ball, uh, do you think that has really sharpened your gunfighting skills? It's, it's definitely sharpened a little bit for sure. Um, just because of the fact, like, yes, you are very limited uh, when it comes to paint because it is only hopper ball. Um, but also helps you just break down the field a bit better, too. Like, you can, you, you would think, like, yourself, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to explain it. <laughs> but, like, you pretty much just think about yourself and, like, just on the field and be like, okay, what can I get away with? you know using other bunkers to block you out even though it's not they're not in front of you you know yeah and so just trying to figure ways out to break the game open and it, and it forces you to com- and communicate with your team because you can't just run at them you know like yeah you can but you're only get so far and then next thing you know you're effed you know especially when it comes to hopper ball so it forces you to have your team connect with your teammates and let them know, it's like, hey, man, I'm over here, and I have, like, this much. Like, can y'all go up on that side? Like, what can y'all do to help me out? Like, I did my job. Like, I'm already up here drawing these guns. Like, can y'all come up now? Can y'all, like, get into the snake or something? And that's why I like playing with the fit guys, because we've all played together so long that we kind of know each other's tendencies. Like, with me and Colt, I mean, Cole plays so long together. Like he knows whenever, like I'm feeling anti, or like he kind of sees my leg twitching. Like, oh, Chami's gonna want to go. Like, let me let me get over here and try to connect with him before he goes or something. Like he he knows. Like he knows the body language, you know. And that's that's just with us playing all the time with each other is the fact that we just tend to learn each other's tendencies and like me, like I, I'm not gonna lie, I struggle when it comes to communication sometimes because I just get into it. Like I even like snap myself out. I was like, shit. And then I'll let people and let them know. And Colt knows. Like he'll tell me he's like, Chavez, Chavi. And like he'll use my first name, like Jonathan Chavez. And I'm like, what's up? I'm like, my bad, what's up? And he's like, what do you have? How can I help you? Like, don't like don't push. Like, what do you need from me? And then I'm like, okay, I'm like, I need this, this, and this. And then he'll go and break the game open. And so that's why that's why I think I like the guy, I love the guys, is because yeah, they're they're great gunfighters. Get me wrong, but they're also phenomenal at breaking the game open. Like it's kind of kind of great just seeing seeing them break it open. You know, for the team, just because you're like, oh shit, like okay. And so like, is <laughs> this is this is cool? Like you know, especially like because you do your job and then you see your teammates doing their job, and it's just it's just a great feeling. You know, because you want it, you want everybody to succeed. You know, you want all your homies to succeed on the field. So. Absolutely. And your eyes or your heart get pumping when you see your homies, you know, doing, doing 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, so one thing that I do want to like make sure we cover a little bit is uh, the part about uh, the teams that you're scrimmaging on the layout weekends. Uh, with yeah. y'all being at the same field as AC Diesel, are y'all often getting to scrimmage the pro teams that come in? Or right. uh, like what kind of teams? Like I know for the layout weekend for this last event, y'all were playing Shut Up or Trying and Tribe, but... Yes. Uh, other than that, like, are y'all usually getting to scrimmage the visiting pro teams? Uh, usually, yes. Um, every time they come and visit, usually we're like incorporated, incorporated in those plans. Whenever they do come, like I believe, one time it was infamous, the Kings, and Diesel. That was a four-way split, and I believe that was right before Florida. If I'm not mistaken, either Florida or Texas. It, it's Sorry, it gets a lot goes on, but um, no, like we'll like we'll, like Cole and Johnny will like reach out to MJ and they'll they'll just figure something out. It's like, hey, who do you got coming in? And if they unfortunately go somewhere else, like Diesel goes somewhere else, and we will tend to stay here in scrimmage. You know, like I said, the local teams like mm-hmm. shut up, you know, and try to help them out, but help each other out at the same time. You know, because once we once we as fit break down the field and actually know like, okay, this is how the game breaks down or this is how you're supposed to kind of work the field. Then we let, we let tribe and shut up. No, we don't just keep it secrets. Like, Oh, like keep your dirty secrets. No, we like, we let them know like, Hey, this is how you do it. You know, and every time we play shut up or tribe, we're always giving each other feedback. Like it's great. You know, they're some of the best divisional teams to practice against, you know, and so that's just that's just our thing is feedback but no with with that like yes like we will scrimmage teams if they come in um this last this last event uh, unfortunately no teams did come in mm. um ended up going uh with dynasties somewheres and i can't i, I don't know the i want to say they went to louisiana to scrimmage the hurricanes it was yeah it was them it was the hurricanes and so yeah it was just Whenever they bring in teams, we will do tend to practice them. And most teams are not most teams. I say practically all teams do enjoy scrimmaging us. We do tend to give them pretty good looks and be respectful towards them. You know. Mm. Well, that's awesome that y'all get that opportunity. Uh, like, not many semi-pro teams are getting to scrimmage against professional teams regularly. Like, I know Blast Camp has that relationship with Houston Heat that they get to. Uh, play with them. Just I know that Ronnie Dizon is local to that area, so they they have a little bit of a relationship there. But it's uh, it's cool that you're all getting all of these looks, and I'm sure that's uh, helped y'all a ton with your uh, try to like attempt to get back into the pro league. So yeah, it, it FA sees how we kind of stand with with those those type of guys, especially like you know, Infamous and all them. You know, they're a top ten team in the league. I think. You know, and we go toe to toe with them. You know, it's not ever really one sided. You know, it's very, very butting heads. You know, kind of like two rams just hitting each other just constantly. Right. Since we're always at each other, so not, not about- <laughs> yeah, it's also cool to see like, hey, all like this is a pro team coming in, and we're a semi pro team, but we're gonna let them how you know let them know how it's done here in Texas because there's these all these Texas boys know how to ball. Oh, 100%. We, we definitely just just play, man. That's honestly how we do it. We just ball out and just 
and we get on each other too like even if like we don't use that excuse like oh we, we lost to we lost a point against the protein like nah fuck that we like we lost a point like how do we lose this point and so like it gets it gets pretty pretty heated i get it and so but it's it's because we all want to win you know we're all some half of us are sore losers i admit it i hate losing <laughs> so i just win no, we just call it staying hungry is all Stay hungry. There you go. Stay hungry. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's back up a little bit to your uh, your history. So this question is brought to us by XTPL Events. So for those listening that maybe don't know about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Uh, I kind of put my foot into it like in 2013, 2014, like right after I graduated high school. Um, I was big in sports in high school. Like I played baseball. I was I was in the marching band, yes. <laughs> so like I was very outdoors. Like even like during summer, like I played. Uh, I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Ultimate Frisbee. Mm-hmm. Uh, played that big time, and so I was just very active. And so like after high school, I was like, oh, what, like what can I get myself into? Not in a bad way, but like how can I keep myself active? And then I played paintball like once or twice, like in middle school, back at Outlaw, like when they had like. Not that big building, but like they're like uh it's kinda like one of those like uh mobile home type buildings. Mm-hmm. Very like it was a lot of people might not remember it, but it was like it was old and like the castle, like their castle base or whatever, um was like at the entrance instead of way back where it's at. So like it was big changes. But like I remember going there at that time whenever it was just for wreck and kinda like they kind of enjoyed it. My cousin how I I went because my cousin has some stuff like he had like a mini gs like the ember mini like that was badass you know back in the day so i just i saw that like oh let me play but i got into it 2013 2014 kind of took like a year or two break because tried the college thing didn't work out and so i just played paintball and got into the workforce and the rest is history just as as i went on through playing paintball just more opportunities open up for me and then the final door on me moving up here to play for pinball fit slash pretty much be an adopted brother slash live with the Luke house, you know, opened up for me and it's been amazing ever since. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I know the, the good people over at outlaw paintball are real proud of uh, your journey and they've got, you know, they've got pictures of like you back when you were a ref there and uh, yeah, Yes, I remember that one. <laughs> it's hanging up. It's it's me and the H H. I think it was H T P S. It was whatever, or H. It would have been. I think either Houston Paintball League or C T P L or some one of those. It was one of those two. Way way back in the day, I remember that, and we're all just laying there. Yes, that was that was a time. But yes, I do. Tom and Deborah Schaefer for sure. They're amazing people, great people, and. I definitely do thank them for always caring for me whenever I was there, you know, playing at under outlaw destruction crew. Definitely yeah. shout out to Tom and Deborah. So what, so what are some of the teams that you've played for over the years? Uh, first team was all destruction, all destruction crew or ODK. That's how they called it. Um, after that, I went to, it was notorious, I believe it was notorious for a little bit. And then, it was either Victorious or Ultra, because it was ODK first. Then I went to Notorious. I believe it was Notorious. I, it's all a blur, but I do know the teams who I do play for. It's just, I can't 
But actually, no, it was Notorious first. No, it was Notorious. Played with them for a little bit. And then I got invited to play for a D4 team. It was practically one of those things where, like, come play for us. We'll cover things. And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I went to go do that. And it was based out of Texas Paintball in, in Jonestown, um, Texas. And um, I'm going to go play them with them for the 2018 or 2019 season. Um, did that for that year. And then um, I played one event. And that's how kind of where my journey with Fit started. It was the Victoria Ultra year. Because I played Vegas and Texas with um, Ultra. And then I just, I couldn't afford Philly. And so since I couldn't afford Philly, I told Ultra, like, hey, I can't go or whatnot. And then Fit needed a, uh, Fit needed a body. Because one of their players, uh, Jeremy Zimmerman, when he was playing for them at the time, he actually, um, his flight got like massively delayed mm. because of weather. So they were like, yo, like, can you come like play with us? Like, you know, it was like, we'll, we'll help you out. Like, just, just come play, you know, just show up and come play, like help us be, be, be the body, be an extra body. You know, it's like, the thing is you might not even play Saturday, Sunday. We just need you Friday. I'm like, F it, like, I'll go, like, you know, like, if I get invited, why not? And so I ended up, ended up going, playing for that one first place. Yeah, ended up winning that event with them. Um, I guess I did pretty well for my, me as a, cal- my caliber as a player, you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it was just, I guess it was just well enough for the Lucas to be like, okay, I see something. I see something there, and so, <laughs> and so, I ended up finishing out, and and they and they said it too. It's just like, hey, we just need. They even told Ultra Victoria, it's like, hey, since he can't afford it, like, can we have him for Philly? You know, then y'all can have him for the rest of the events. Like, we just need him for the body. Like, he's and they're like, they're like, he's not going with y'all anyways. You know, so why not? You know, type of situation. And they're like, oh, he was fine. But um, no, did that, and then pretty much the rest is history. Uh, finish out the season, help get Victoria the season, you know, one win the season or, or whatnot for NXL. And then pretty much right at the end of that year, after I was practicing at FIT, and Johnny just comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, it's like, you've been thinking about it. And it's like, we want you to be a part of FIT. Is that something you want to want to do? And I was like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I want to be a part of it. And the rest is history. Here I am. Yeah, so. that's a, that's a lot of teams, and I it's cool to hear like all of these different names, like Notorious, like Victoria, like all of these players have on these different teams are like look where they are now, like a couple of those players that were on Victoria, I uh, now are on Notorious, and mm-hmm. they're a professional team. Notorious's team is professional. I know, like before you joined up with the fit.com name, you played with several of those players on a team that you didn't mention was dark horse. Like you, you had played with several of those guys already. I didn't mention dark horse. I literally played with Triton and Cole on that team and Caleb and like my homies. Like that's whatever. Yes. Yeah, dark horse. I'm a dark horse year. That was the 2019 year. That's what it was. So, and so that, that year was great. Oh man. Playing with those tournaments. Yeah, and like in Texas, players that you're 
you if you're moving in and out of different teams, like you're playing with the same guys, and even though you may be on the same roster one year, a different roster another year, like you're still moving up the ladder together. And everybody like in Texas, even though the scene is so huge, like especially the good players, like they've all played with each other and they all know who each other are. Exactly. And so when we all like, like I said, especially with Texas, you're like, oh, I know that guy. He's really good in the snake or like that dude's pretty great in the Doritos or something like that. Just stuff like that. Like, you know, because, you know, just based off just playing all the time, you know, at all these fields, you just see it. Definitely. So... (laughs) So yeah, this question is brought to us by Skull Monkeys Paintball. Uh, tell us, how did you get into paintball to begin with? Uh, I think the first time was for sure, like, just to go with my cousin, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one of them was kind of a birthday party. Yeah, it was, it was a birthday party slash my cousin invited me. And he's like, hey, so I want to try this paintball thing out or like, just pretty much pretty much that let's just try paintball and so did that did it once never never went back again because it hurt and so (laughs) yeah so had that happen did that with my cousin and then yeah like i said it hurt and then afterwards i was like you know what let me try it again and after i tried it in my senior year it just i just got hooked really um it was definitely trial and error because first time i did not want to come back (laughs) <laughs> I was like, nope. But no, it was it was definitely a birthday party slash my cousin inviting me. Mm. Or- cool, man. So, like, going. How did you get from there to wanting to play tournaments? Oh, um. So when I first got into it, back like in the 2013-14 year, um. I actually worked at Outlaw uh, for a little bit, so I kind of saw the tournament scene whenever I was set it up, um, the field, or if I like just ran rec ball games, I, w- I would see that side, you know. And I always think like, oh, like, that's, that's kind of dope, you know. And then like at that time too, I think it was it was at twelve five BPS mm-hmm. too. It was like twelve five, twelve eight. It was it was fast as shit. So you're like just fucking going and so i see that and i'm like that that's intense and also the person that i worked with i remember his his name his name is nathaniel and like he was he was pretty chill dude and he also he worked at outlaw with me and he was kind of like one of those like older guys that like just ref and he got into it and he actually kind of had like those cool ass before i even knew it was a rare thing those uh bandanas those proflex bandanas mm. like he was big on that and like he had like all of them and so like i was like oh that's cool like you know and in the back of my head i'm like look at this look at this guy in reality he had like two three hundred dollar pair of <laughs> frames you know so but now like with that like i would see him bring his stuff out and like he would have like a mini you know the mini gs and that was kind of the thing you know around that time you know is to have i guess a mini and axe you know those guns and so i'll see them and then they'll be playing and i'm just like i kind of want to get into that actually one of my first guns <coughs> excuse me i used i remember this vividly because my mom got mad at me like absolutely pissed at me i used pretty much my first paycheck to buy a paintball gun <laughs> from from 
<laughs> so she was back. It's like I, I just I vividly remember. It's like where's like because I, I never gave her money. Usually I have, um, I gave her money to put into my bank account because she would handle all my financial stuff when I was younger. And so she would ask like, where's like you've been working here for me? Like where's your where's your paycheck? I'm like where's your? And it's been like a month. <laughs> so I was just like, where's your paycheck? Like oh I was like. I don't know, has it come in yet? And like, trying to play dumb, you know, my mom, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> and they ended up came in and was like, oh, I bought a paintball gun. And it's like a, a doo doo brown ion. <laughs> That's ended up paying like 180 bucks for it, if I'm mistaken. And she was not a happy camper. But uh, pretty much that, that is like, I spent just spent my paychecks on like that stuff. I practically, like, my, my parents never really supported, supported it, honestly, until like now. Like now that I'm way older, and when and then they see like like oh snap, like you actually can do stuff with this. Like I'm going to Paris to play paintball. Like who can say that, you know? And so that's just that's just one of the things. That, uh, this is one of my favorite memories for sure. Is with that that whole gun thing. <laughs> but yeah, back in the axe plus cash days for sure. Yes, but uh, no, that's that's how it pretty much started. Is I just saw people playing saw them just shooting each other up and then as i was working i'm like you know what let me let me let me try that and then end up getting like those invert baggy pants for like 40 bucks like i do i remember i'm like saying this like i remember it all now like <laughs> like i bought stuff from like online stores like you know just just to get the stuff like i'm making my own purchases because like i said my mom and dad never really supported it you know, they support like all the other sports growing up, like baseball, you know, and all that stuff. Like they were, I went everywhere when it comes to that stuff, but they didn't really see paintball as like that's quote unquote that sport, you know, mm-hmm. now they, now they actually see it. Now that I sent them pictures of me traveling and, you know, winning and, you know, actually, you know, going across the country, you know, for paintball, you know, it's, and they see like, okay, like you can't actually do some cool shit with this like okay for sure and uh were you part of the team last year when notorious won their european pro spot were you part of the crew that went over for that (laughs) yes yes i was so that crew honestly it was just one notorious player and that was marky yeah and the rest it was like you mark johnson colt uh johnny like basically just fit plus mark johnson and marky Practically, yeah, and so like that—that that was the whole thing. Because I, I don't know what how the situation happened. All I all, all I know is they're like, "Hey, like if you can get over here, like we'll we'll cover it, but like you got a ball." Or like well, we're getting over there. <laughs> so we ended up like emergency, like emergency appointment appointment doing an emergency appointment for like the passports and paying like 30 bucks extra to like skip the line and whatnot. Like it was a whole fiasco, but we got it done and we went there and we did the thing. Show, show some America. on. Oh yeah. And you drop what, like three <laughs> points the whole weekend or something like that. Yes, we lost. So we, I think we lost like the first point in, in prelims. And I could, I could just tell it pissed us all off after losing that point, first point. Because we were like, fuck that. And we ended up going on a tear, the rest. And then we lost one in finals, one point in finals. And then, like, one more, like, along the way. But for sure, at the beginning, because 
we I don't know what we just after losing that point, even with Brody, like Brody Lukel, um, um he's kind of like the the quiet child of the family. He just tends to just let me listen to my books, and we're like, we get it. <laughs> so like even with him, like I saw murder in his eyes. So I'm like, oh my god, like we're winning this. <laughs> like he did not like losing that first point, and ever since then he even went on a tear. So I'm like, yes, sick. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, this question is brought to us by Uno's Jerky. So head to unosjerky.com, use code PITS10. So throughout your, what, eight years now involved in, or actually it's more like 10 years uh, involved in Texas paintball, uh, what are some things that you've seen change over time in the Texas scene, either for better or for worse? Uh for better for sure seeing i guess the leagues expanding uh mainly with like xcpl for sure like that's expanding to a bigger event like they're not using three fields when it comes to their event and that's good especially when it comes to the the north region you know because it'll bring players down from like oklahoma and all that you know and you and you want that especially you know being a huge being a huge state as texas you know you want a lot of players a lot of people um seeing and also seeing like just seeing the pinball fields in general like revamping their fields or like you know doing some work on their fields um mostly like fit down you know just because like i grew up playing at x f at outlaw and now I'm finishing it off here at Fit, you know, and just seeing like fields, and and that's the thing, like you don't want the paintball scene to die, especially like when it comes to the central region, like you can't, like you want the paintball, the paintball companies that were already established, like fields that are already established here, like you want them to succeed because they put in like all the work, like you know with Fit, Outlaw, and X, like, and a and Delta too, all the way down in the South. Can't forget them. Mm. You know, they, you, you, you want family built, family built slash for the players fields out there. You don't want, you know, fields just coming in like, Oh, we're just going to fucking build a field and take over. Like, nah, man, like that's, that's just not cool. Like you got to do it for the players. Like that's what brings back the people like, you know, with, JD and them, like when it comes to the XCPO events, like they have price tosses. Like, you know, they, they try to get back when it comes to that. Like, you know, and they don't like, you don't pay to be a part of the price toss. Like, you don't like, hey, give me 10, like, here's 10 bucks. You go in this little area and you can get as much pricing. Like, no, like literally during a break, you're like, all right, like if you want, come over here. Like, we're going to be just throwing all kinds of product off, you know, and, and they do. Like, they throw freaking. I saw Aspire 4 flying the other day, <laughs> the last event. So I'm like, it's, it's just, that, that's just my thing. And that's what I'm big on is fields for the field for the players. And that's why I notice is an improvement on what the field is. They're actually becoming more for the players. And, and hopefully the leagues will catch on as well. Other leagues catch on as well with that. Definitely. You know? And you're seeing that more and more, like even with, I would say like the current fields that are being, that have built up recently over the last few years, like especially in Houston, like you've got splat yeah. zone, the indoor field, 
where they actually just completed an outdoor full size uh, NXL field, but they've been doing a lot with hosting like one V one tournaments, three V threes, like a lot for the local players, uh, obviously wasteland paintball park opened last August or last September sometime at the end of last year. And like, they're really building a community, especially around the outlaw anodizing team. Uh, yes. And then, you know, zone's been around for the longest time and you're, you're seeing that over in Houston. You're seeing that up, you know, fits always been about the community and X factor has, there's so many D five teams coming out of X factor lately. It's insane. So, uh, watching it happen all over Texas is just like, yeah, we're really like forming all of these different communities just around the field. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's great to see right now. I feel like paintballs, uh, like that's why we've been saying this whole time. Like paintball is really strong in Texas right now. Yes. And it is. We want to keep it strong. You know, you don't, like that's that's the thing it's like we're doing what we love so why would we want to let it die you know why would we want it to i guess burn down or fade away like we don't want that we want the sport to grow we want people to come into it like you know just just this past weekend actually jay money brought out his neighbors and his kid to come play like he didn't have to do that but he actively went out and said hey come play paintball you know and what do you know, the dad's like, oh, you're going to be seeing us out here more often. And that's the thing. Like, that's what we want is we want, you know, players to go out bringing in, you know, people on the outside. Like, hey, come look at what we do. Like, you know, people people just think like, oh, you, you play paintball? Like, you hide behind your bunkers like this? Like, no, it's it gets intense. Like, it gets kind of insane. Like, you know, they're, we're screaming at each other. We're cussing at each other. But shit, at the end of the day, you're like, we're all going to go have a beer together. You know, we're all going to go eat wings together or something, or like we're literally hugging each other out after sweaty and bloody knuckles. You know, that's the thing about the sport that nobody sees. And I wish people do see on the outside. And it's like, yeah, we shoot each other. But at the end of it, like we're so we're like the nicest people to each other. Like we're just competitive. That's all. Yeah, so. for sure. And I mean, the, there's a lot of people that have come back into the game recently. I think thanks to a lot of players out there that are extending that, you know, Hey, come play with us or, Hey, I'll let you use my setup for a point or two, you know, things like that. We're, we're really seeing the community grow because of those players. And, uh, yeah, it's great to see. So real quick in the chat, we got a lot of love for you. Uh, shout out to Dan Shelley, uh, saying Shavo is the man. Watch out for him when, uh, fit hits pro, uh, see shout out to, uh, Chris Harrison. He says, Cooper says, hi, my boy Coop right there. And then of course, uh, Texas menace in the chat with the hot tamales. Uh, yeah. Hot tamales is fun playing with y'all. Uh, let's see. Jessica is in the chat. Soda's in the chat. What's up y'all. Um, Warzone Matt's in here as well. Uh, so, uh, one last question about kind of your, uh, background. So I want to cover specifically the, uh, 2021 season under the AC Dallas names. Cause I feel like that's a big part of your story and a, a big part of like your current redemption arc that you're on. So tell us about that 2021 season under the name. And then also like, how was that season different versus how fit.com currently operates? Um, 
so pretty much how it started, it was just right after 2020 Cup. Um, yeah, 2020 World Cup. Um, we, we took third at Cup. We're like, okay, you know, this is what it is. Let's get ready for semi-pro. Um, at that time, there was rumors, though, of AC Dallas, you know, players leaving. And so we were kind of like at Cub, like hearing this, we're like, no, okay, whatever. And like, you know, not paying much attention. We go about our day and go about our week. Practically go, go about our month and our off season. And then come around like the end of November slash beginning of December, I was um, visiting my fiance. Uh, she lives in North Carolina. Um, so pretty much December is like my whole, I go up there to spend time with her because we're so busy during the year. Uh, I go, I was over there and they're like, I don't know if it was a call or a text or something, but they're like, hey, like, what are your, it was, it was like calling them, like, hey, well, like, what are your thoughts of, you know, playing for AC Dallas, you know, you know, Greg's asking us, you know, pretty much to save it, you know, try and save it, you know, everybody practically left, they all got offers, you know, they're just, they're done. And so we're, we're getting caught up practically like practically just like tie dog and thrown in there really and we accepted it's not like we didn't know we were getting into it's like no we we accepted it we accepted the challenge we're like okay let's see what we can do to see like if we can do this you know so i, I get that text and call i'm like yeah let's, let's let's do it man like that's that's my goal in general anyways just to play pro and paintball like i'm here now like was it earned mm, no i guess you can say that um, because it was kind of like, hey, come play. It was more of an asking thing. It was like, we didn't win it to get there. So I get how people are like, oh, like, I guess I get where people are saying that. Whenever they're like, oh, like, they don't they don't deserve a, you know, the chance, or whatever. I'm like, you can say that all you want, but, like, I don't personally believe, like, that was a full, real chance. You know what I mean? Like, me, especially me as a player, and then my teammates as players, like, we're drastically different from that 2021 season to now like we've matured a ton as players like you know we actually we're just that's just the thing is we matured just a ton as players for for that you know and that's why i think when it comes to hopefully when we win next two we'll get that bump we'll be ready but when it comes to go back to the ac thing real quick i'll snap my phone uh, go back to the AC real quick. Uh, that's just we yeah we just got asked, so we're like all right, let's, let's try it. Um, you know, worst case, worse, we we get relegated and we come back even stronger. Best case scenario, we just keep going. You know, we we do decent, we stay out of that you know spot, and we're okay. First event, you know, it goes pretty well. When when one. What I think goes pretty well for practically jumping straight from D two to pro, right? And and at the fact that like a lot of us as players, skill wise, was nowhere near as we are now. So it's like this is this is drastic a drastic change, you know. It's just it's like you you would notice it night and day. You're like, yeah, that's that's different. So I mean, first event, I think we ended up getting like. Bottom, 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 eighteen or bottom fifteen, the bottom twenty for sure. Mm. Like even below, I think it was either sixteenth or eighteenth. Uh, we just we win one match, whatever. Um, I actually think we only ended up winning like 
two, two more matches the rest of the year, if that. Um, lots of them were close. Um, lots of them were blowouts. Yes, especially with the more powerhouse teams like Dynasty, Heat, like those those teams. Like you know, um, we were definitely closer with like against teams like Uprising, um, Mo Kings, you know, teams in that nature. Um, but no, just we just pretty much just tried it. You know, we did the thing the whole year. We did our drills. We you know practically morning and afternoon. Like just did our very best to just just catch up to the rest of the teams, you know, when it comes to skill wise, playing wise, you know. Um, playing as a team, you know, we 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 definitely knew they were ahead of us on that part because all these pro teams have been together for years, minimum five years plus, you know. And so they have that chemistry and whatnot. And really on our team who really has that chemistry I can say at that time was the Lucas brothers because they played together on them. Practically all, not all the time, but like they played together the most out of that group, and so that that's just that was just the hard part, you know, is is that aspect. But we we tried it, did the whole thing, you know. We had, I think, at the end, somebody had to. I don't know what team it was. Like I think he said it was, it was the ML Kings. Kings. Yeah, Kings. They had to not do how they did, and then we'll be signed. We'll be fine, and then. But they didn't, which it is what it is. You know, I like Kyle burying them. They're cool dudes. You know, no hard feelings against them. Um, that happened, and we got we got relegated. And so a lot of people, a lot of, not I mean, it's a lot of people. Mo- most teams are like, you know what, we're done. You know, we tried it. It's not gonna work out. Like if we didn't, if we didn't work out now, it won't work out in the future. You know, but that wasn't the case for us. You know, for us, we were like, fuck that. We're coming back with a vengeance. You know, we didn't really truly get a full shot. You know, there was just a bunch of like background stuff that we thought of just with when it comes to like the coaching staff that felt like they weren't there all the way. That makes sense. Um, Right. I mean, that's a tough position to go into. Like you're being you only you didn't even play a full season of D2. Yeah, and like we literally had like two if two tournaments and that was Vegas. Vegas and Cup of twenty twenty, yep. Twenty twenty. That and that was it. Like we didn't have anything else. We didn't you know, we didn't have Philly, Chicago, or Florida. Or no, we have Florida, that's come. We didn't have Philly, Chicago or, or the, Texas. Uh, Texas, there it is. Texas. My apologies. Um so like that's three tournaments we kinda didn't do anything. And that was COVID year. So like we were very limited. All we can do, you know, outside, you know, like the field. I, I believe our field was shut down for like half the summer, and so they're like, okay, you can start opening stuff up. So like, like yeah, we did our stuff somewhat, but we kind of like at the same time we're like, uh, kind of no vacation, you know, this is chill out, and so and we did, you know, but after that 2020, then finishing the 2021 season with that whole situation we definitely were hungry to come back into it so whenever we came into the 2022 season swinging and then didn't finish a job you can definitely bet your ass like we're coming even harder and we're not stopping for anybody you know this year Mm -hmm. and i bet like part of that is hey you have you're under your own identity again like fit.com is your identity whereas ac dallas like 
you're being asked to come fill the spot and fill the name, but that's not really who you are. Uh, and so I'm, I'm sure that that was a bigger part of it. Like as far as when you were on AC Dallas versus going back to the fit.com name and semi pro was like, as I know you mentioned a little bit of the coaching staff aspect, like, was it diff whenever you went back to being fit.com, were you retaining the same coaches or how did, how did that work out as far as the support staff? So we retain for sure the, the support staff. Like, I mean, the support staff is just, it's the parents, the, the Lucas JD and Sarah Lucal, phenomenal people in the pits. Uh, they're just, they run a tight ship and we appreciate it because it allows us to do our job, you know, on the field. But um, support staff kind of, kind of stay the same. It's more of the coaching aspect. Made a big switch, like, Hey, Casey Harris was our coach, kind of co-coaching in at the AC Dallas, but he um, he would always kind of get like overwritten or overruled by GP, mm. and so like now with this year, it's just it's all us. It's all Casey Harris, Johnny, Cole, you know me, Scott, us. We're we're literally scouting ourselves. Like it's for sure. It's Zozo, uh, Casey Harris, Rich, and then anybody we kind of like trust. Like it kind of bounces back and forth when it comes to like the scouting. Because we're very picky when it comes to our scouting. Like we're like, okay, he goes here, he goes here, does this, like that. Like it's very, it's very picky. Like, and so, but it helps in the end. Like when it comes to like playing in the event, like I, I know everything. Like I feel like I can read, like I'm reading a book practically and so like like reading a book as in like i'm gonna know i know everything what they're gonna do like no matter who it is like i know this thing guy's gonna go here like okay fine i'm gonna go to this side on this side like he can't see me here or like he can't do shit to me here if i'm in this spot like i don't care where he's at in the snake you know and so when it comes to the change from ac to fit i mean i think we all practically all retain the same it's just that big coaching change whenever Casey practically took it on fully, mm. you know, and made the play calls or like he sees the shit that he sees and lets us know. I mean, that's for sure one of the big changes and he's done a phenomenal job at that. Yeah. I, I mean, it shows in your results, right? Three, three for three this year. You won several events last year as well. So yeah, yeah it seems, it seems like a much better fit overall. 100%. And also like he, since he wasn't, I also had to give him a shout out for this because even though he wasn't there with us in Philly, he would legit, legit still watch broadcasts and highlight stuff and send it to us in like our little group chat. Like, hey, I noticed this, this, and this. Even though he's not there, he's helping us. You know, he's just phenomenal. And I don't know who, where else you can find that, you know? So very appreciative of him. And he's awesome, awesome character. Definitely. All right. So see uh looking at it in the chat we got joe torres saying proud of you kid keep chasing greatness <laughs> that's my dad <laughs> all right uh so next next question is brought to us by fu athletics go to the fuathletics.com use code in the pit 25 for 25 percent off of your order so looking at your career up to this point do you have a single favorite moment i 
You know, most people would think it's winning the MVP, but it's not. Honestly, I think it's. I think it's one just one big moment on enjoying this journey with the big guys. You know, it's 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 really hard to pinpoint one memory when all your memories are just so good with them. You know, like just going to the events like all oh, last year, even if if whenever we didn't win an event, we still try to make the best of it as a team, you know, and we'll like always talk to each other like, hey, I'm gonna do better this way. Or, I'm gonna do better this way. You know, I think those are really my favorite moments is everybody is keep each other accountable and keeping themselves accountable. You know, and you need that, especially whenever you want to make a professional team. You know, these players like in the MLB, NBA, you know, NFL that makes millions of dollars, like, you know, the higher tier players, you know, they admit their mistakes. You know, the ones that get paid the, the bigger bucks and the guys that are lower, like they admit their mistakes and they work on it to get better at those. You know, and that's what I like about, I love about us as a team is we do that. Is like with me, I know my communication sucks. Like it's it's not the best, but I, I try to make it a point to whenever I'm practicing, like I make it as best as I can to communicate. Like I sometimes I even push down the field. Like I'm a very aggressive person when it comes to the field. Cole and they can tell you that. They'll know like I'd rather not talk and just go attack. But I'm I'm trying to work on, you know, being that teammate on like I don't always have to attack and just chill and be like, hey man, they're over here. And then then work off of that. You know, but I think there's really not a, a absolute favorite like memory. I think mm -hmm. just making all these memories with the Lucas and pretty much my brothers, you know, is the greatest memory. I think, you know, like whenever I get older, you know, I can't wait to tell eventually when I do have kids, I can't wait to tell my kids my stories, like the shit I did with them. Like, you know, we, we got into mischief, like freaking. There's this, it's just more funny is there's at ICPO it was me and Johnny. Um, we were getting ready. It wasn't even, we were getting ready. It was, it was Friday at like one of the, it was ICC, the last ICC they had at ICPO, the last ICC they had. And we were getting, we weren't playing just yet because we played for Hydra 10 men on Saturday, but we were there for, just to watch the games for five men and Trenton was playing with the AC Empire team. So we could show him some support. And then Greg's just like, Hey, I need a body. It's like this, like we just need, we need a body. Like this guy didn't show up or not. And like Greg's asking me, I'm like, I don't have my stuff. It's like, well, you have like 45 minutes. Can you run and grab your shit? And we live, we didn't live. Our hotel is like 10, 15 minutes away. So I looked at John. He's like, you think we can do it? He's like, oh yeah, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so me and Johnny, you know, we run and it's, have you ever been to ICC or just that I have park? not. So where they have like where the booths are at and kind of like where you park, it's a pretty long trail. Like it's decent. It's a decent, like you actually need kind of a cart to go back and forth for the paint and whatnot. So we're running, you know, and we, and we parked on this hill where it's at. So we're, we're running and get on, we get into the car. And we thought at the end of the hill, there was like, you can go down it and go like onto the road. There's like a little path on the backside you can go. And so we're, we're going down. We're going, we're going, we're in the parking area, just going. And I'm looking to my right. And we're like, it's not getting steeper. Like, it's not getting lower. It's getting higher. <laughs> and so we're looking, we're looking, and like, and we're like, we're like looking around, like, there's no, like, it just drops off. And like, I look at Johnny, like, it just drops off. Like, you have to turn around. And then he looks at me, he's like, or we go down this hill. 
<laughs> there's a there's a hill <laughs> where where they park like right over it is a, a hill like straight up like a roller coaster you go like down at like a 45 degree angle and so i was like fuck it let's go <laughs> and so i'm like i don't care we're we're we're, we're in the riddle and so I look at him like, let's go, let's do it. And so he's like, bring your phone out, record it. I'm like, bet. So I bring my phone out, I'm recording, you know. And as as I'm recording, we're just getting higher. And I'm just in in the recording, like, oh, and you can hear like, oh snap, like there's no end. And just saying that. And next thing I was like, all right, here we go. And so he turns, and as he turns the corner, it's like one of those roller coasters that does the clicking, how it pulls you up. Mm -hmm. It's like that. And then as soon as you reach the top, you just see like downhill. We're like, oh shit. we go and then he lets it go he just goes he presses the gas lever and goes on the hill he tries hitting the brakes they don't work oh no and we're like 40 45 miles an hour down this hill and like where he like went there was a metal grate and so like a, yeah a metal grate where the concrete goes for the the water and so we're going i'm recording and so johnny's like this and he, all you hear is just oh just like <laughs> just embracing for impact <laughs> and then you just hear it go scoosh and we go up airbags didn't deploy i don't know how i don't know how they didn't play we should have been knocked out hands down airbags didn't deploy we ended up going being just fine and i got our stuff i got my stuff made it back just in time and yeah i think we ended up winning for ac empire <laughs> <laughs> i mean after all that you better win right it was oh man it was great and then coming back was the best part because it was even better because we come we make that turn because like how the park is it's a four-way intersection you have to take a right to go towards the park so we take the right and when you do you see the hill so where we can turn then we look to our right and you can just see a trail of like just grass <laughs> that's been mowed down by the minivan and we're like that's awesome love but, it yeah so <laughs> so love honestly it. all all memories are this, are my favorite side if, I guess if I could pick one, that's definitely one of them. Those are the those are the great moments. It's not the on the field stuff; it's the off the field stuff. Oh, uh, it's definitely we are crazy. Um, uh, yeah, we cause mischief for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, so I looking now to like the future and the rest of this season. So this question is brought to us by Hydra. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys are in control of your destiny this year. Like you're, yes. you're in the driver's seat for the semi-pro series and earning that pro spot. So what would it mean to you personally to make a return to the NXL pro division this time under the fit.com name? I think it should be more meaningful to us because we actually earned it. You know, we had one win to get there to face all kinds of adversaries on the way, you know, losing players to injuries or to significant others because real life, you know, just situations like that you know most teams that when they lose players they're like i'm out they're like i can't find another player to replace him like we're done like but no like we're like you know what like fuck that like we could still be this badass team mm. like you know when we lost rogers sky and brody really picked it up the, the not the slack but picked it up on point playing wise when it comes to the one in the snake you know like they absolutely killed it when it comes to that you know Fortunately, yeah, we didn't want to lose Rogers. Like that's especially him with that flow. Can't can't lose that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it, it, it happens. And so, just being able to just overcome situations like that, you know, 
back, you know, real, real life stuff too, as well, off the field stuff, like how you said, you know, with me, it's, it's definitely for sure really hard for me because I am a long distance in engagement with my fiance. Um, shout out to her, Evelyn, by the way, she's phenomenal. She holds it down for me and she really keeps me going because there, there are tough days, you know, I don't have a good practice day or like, you know, me and the guys, you know, bigger, not bigger, but like getting, get, get onto each other so much. It just, it just flushed not not in a bad way, but it's just like in a flustering way. Cause like, you're just like, I just want everybody to be the best, you know, like you just that type of way. And so it just, she definitely holds it down. You know, we're in a long distance relationship, so that's tough. Like she lives in North Carolina for now for a couple of months until we get married in September and then she'll come down here. But you know, all this year, all last year, all of 2020 season, you know, COVID year, you know, we've been in a long distance relationship, you know, and it's, it's tough. There, there's times where there's times where like, yeah, I get upset, you know, who doesn't miss their significant other? If you don't, you don't have a heart, but, um, no, it's just like that, you know, with, you know, Johnny, Cole, and all the other guys, you know, with their significant others, like Trent and Lauren, like she lives all the way down south, but he can't just go there. Like he, he runs a business up here, like he runs a welding business, so he has to stay here. So it's just those type of situations, like, you know, with everybody, you know, their significant others, and they see that, you know, we're putting this time and effort and, you know, being time away from our loved ones to do this. So actually, like, having it all come together, you know, winning together, you know, seeing all that pay off, it's just, it feels great. It feels amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Shit, shit, you shed, you shed some tears, you know, because you're just so, so joyful, you know, you're just so happy for yourself and for your teammates, you know? You know, I think... Right, being, I mean, it's a big it's, sacrifice, right? 100%, you know, and 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 it, and it goes all the way from pro to division five, you know, to beginner, you know, the sacrifices everywhere, you know, it's not just in one division, it's everywhere. And so if people are willing to make that sacrifice, you know, they deserve some good, I think. Definitely. And I, I, I do, I found it hilarious how you put it, you know, we lose guys to injuries. We lose guys to significant others. Pull one out for the homies there. Pull one out for the homies. I get it. And so then, and that's why, like, I never, like, look down, not look down, but be upset at people like that because, like, they're humans, too. They have yeah. feelings, too. Like, you know, so, and I get it. And so, and, 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 long as, and I tell them, I was like, as long as you don't lose touch with us and still be a homie, like, I get it, man. Like, just don't be a stranger. That's my thing. Especially, especially when we shared a bed in the hotel. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> 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 like, come on. Like, as bros, like, we all know, tell me, guys, like, Shit, we all we all share the share the queen beds at the Holiday Inns. Mm-hmm. I mean, we shoot this this sports expensive enough. We got to save where we can, right? Yeah, those eighty dollars rooms are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out to like I mean, y'all have been working really hard to get back there this year, and I mean the race is really close at the top. Like even just yeah. like. You know, something as simple as y'all go four and zero, but your point spread is not as good as it usually is, and you end up in maybe like the fourth seed, and you end up on the same same side Mm -hmm. of the bracket as Blast Camp for the semifinals. You know, something like that. Like, and let's say you take like a third place or something at an event, suddenly your lead's gone. Uh, Yeah. You know, and it's it's a 
Like it might not even necessarily be a match loss. Like it could just be point spread type deal. And then suddenly it's not a finals matchup. So it's, I mean, this is going to be a big finale for this season. I think the, uh, this year it being a two team race has made it very, very interesting, especially with how close it was last year. Oh, hundred percent. Especially with see, last year was definitely a heartbreaker, but yeah, definitely last year, like this year is definitely us two are coming for a vengeance for sure. But we're definitely, we're hungry. We, we want it hundred percent. Like just, and how I know is just seeing, like whenever you kind of like when you're looking to your teammates, like it's gonna sound kind of a little flamboyant, but like whenever you look into your teammates' eyes, like before a match or a point, like you can just see like this man wants to commit murder on the field. Like we're about to fucking win this shit. Like that's the thing. Like that's what that's what I see whenever it comes to me and the guys, you know, me and the fit players. And it helps that you have Cole as pretty much your hype man. You know, like I'll be, I'll be chilling, you know, having a good time, you know, pretty calm. And then whenever he starts, he's like, all right, let's bring it up for the match. Like, I already know, like, it's about to get, it's about to get real. It's about to get hype. Like, we're about to get locked the fuck in. And so, and, and we do. And like, he, and he kills it when it comes to that. And I appreciate it because whenever I'm locked in, dude, like, I'm locked. <laughs> I'll be staring through your soul. Like, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of passion there. And I mean, you've all been working together for years and years and grinding and making all these sacrifices together. And it's, uh, you know, it's all going to come to a head here in a couple of months. And I think we're going to see what Texas team number what is it number five in the pro division at the end of this year. You got notorious so. heat. Well, heat, X. but heat. And then yeah, yeah. notorious heat X diesel and y'all. So that'd yeah. be a quarter of the league from Texas. And I think, I think that's uh, definitely I mean, fitting. Oh yes, it should be. I mean, Texas is the most dominant state. I think when it comes to paintball, so why not have a fit a fourth of the division be us? <laughs> For sure. Now what'll be truly wild is next year. If we get a bracket where it's just all five Texas teams all together, that oh, would be. I would go rise to Tom like, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is your problem? What are you trying to do here, man? So, That'll be wild, but hopefully you know, we just show, te- we show off like, Hey, Texas teams are going to be uh, dominant. So uh, one last question I have for you before we get here to the end. Uh, do you have any shout outs to make for anybody that's helped you along your journey to the top? Honestly, to a lot of people, for sure, the main ones are my fiance Evelyn, um, and then the Luke House, and mainly mainly Johnny too, because he's the one that truly, truly him, Cole and Trenton, for sure, are the ones that truly believed in me from the beginning. Like I wasn't even supposed to play for AC Dallas, but uh, they're like Greg didn't want me, and then but they them three. We're very adamant, like, no, like, you're bringing him too. Like, it's happening, like, you're bringing him. And and just the things that they do for me, like, and I, and I, I work with them, for them. And just, they're just amazing people. People don't really see just how kind, how kind-hearted they are. Like, they're very, down, like, JD, like, he's one of them. Like, I see him, I literally call him dad. God, I literally call him and Sarah mom and dad just because just they would literally give their shirts off their back 
for me, you know, and they're just phenomenal people. So definitely them, the parents, the Lucals, um, Evelyn, for sure. She's been rocking hard for me, you know, and it's, it's tough. It gets real tough and it gets tough too with her, you know, just FaceTiming every night, you know, it's, it's, it's rough, you know, especially whenever like me, like I'm, I'm an affectionate person. So if, like, if I can't touch you or like touch you as a person, then I'm like, ah, man, that sucks. So <laughs> like with the guys, like we literally like with like the Luke house, we literally hug each other every day and like say, I love you every day, just because that's how much we care for each other. And the just the lengths we would do things for each other, you know? And so definitely the Luke family and Evelyn, huge shout out. And then anybody on the way that, you know supported me you know i appreciate it you know y'all guys keep me going especially when it comes to you know the long days or the long weekends you know you never want to make me quit you just like i look i think about it and i just like i'm doing it for myself and i'm doing it for the people who are rooting for me even though they don't know today's going bad you know and so that's i gotta give definitely a shout out for all the people that support can't can't let them out so. Definitely. And there's a lot of people out there that are uh, those people that help support those around them. Shout out to everybody there. So last okay. question, the one that I ask everybody that comes on the show, uh, okay. and this is brought to us by get debt shot. So message get debt underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram. If you need uh, media coverage at Bunkerfest or NXL, and I'm not sure if he's going to the San Antonio USXBL here in two weeks, uh, he might be there as well. Just reach out to him if you need coverage. So uh, is there anybody in Texas, either teams, players, brands, media, project, anybody in Texas that has caught your attention lately? Who do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Mm. That's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. Mm. You know... I think I'm gonna give. I think I'm gonna give it to pretty much all the teams that stay in the sport, even though things really don't go their way. If that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, like. No, I, I totally I understand what you're trying to get there. Like just the the teams that are like keeping at it. Yeah, pretty much the teams are keeping at it, you know, the teams that don't win a lot, but they still come to every single tournament, give it their all, and still, at the end, hope for a win, you know, or, or striving for a win. Um, I really can't, yeah, I really can't say... I'm really, I'm really spacing on this one. Other than that, like that's that's just my thing is those teams that that don't give up, that don't that keep it going, even though they didn't have a great season or a great tournament, you know they just they keep it going. Those local teams is really what helps drive the community too, you know not not just the big name teams. You know if you don't have the local teams, then you don't have these fields. You don't have these fields. You don't have these big tournaments. These big team names. You know. Definitely. I mean, it's it's tough to keep a team going for especially like 
for multiple seasons or even if it's not the same team name but the same players maybe they rebrand under different teams like those players like keeping it going for an extended period of time it's it's tough to do like especially here in texas it's so brutal to be competing event in event out against like some of the names especially like i mean shoot d4 and d5 in texas is a bloodbath it's it's a huge bloodbath it's everybody's fighting for that first place and some of these teams have been in d4 d5 practically their whole team existence so those guys a little bit more seasoned you know going against these newer d4 d5 teams you know it definitely makes some for some interesting you know tournaments and freaking some bloody days <laughs> so but it's good because some of these teams like it, it, it i think will drive them like oh we didn't win now we got to perform for the next one and school teams need to be there you know just just no local teams no paintball i think it's just gonna be all rec ball you know yeah. definitely so shout out to shout out to all the teams out there that are uh you know Keep definitely Keep, it, yeah and stick with it because uh the, the wins will come and even if they don't come you know like the all the all the important stuff is all of like the relationships and memories off the field anyway so yeah uh, that's a huge part of it so. for sure so let's look at uh a couple of final questions from the chat uh question from uh Let's see. From Eli Calvo, he asks, uh, how does it feel to have a fan walk up and ask for autographs? It feels, it feels pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I, I cheese a lot when com- people confront me. I just tend to smile. That's my thing. Even if like if it's a serious conversation or like you can be like somebody died, I'll be like, oh no. And, like That's just my thing is I revert to smiling. <laughs> so like I'll be smiling even though I'm like inside I'm sad. But no, um, it's it's a for sure a, a great phenomenal feeling, um, just because me personally, like I would only think that's in professional sports. And in professional, I mean like you know the network sports, MLB, NFL, NHL, you know those type, you no know, national network, national leagues. You should actually say like yes, NXL is a national league, but. It's not like on that aspect where fucking Fox, ABC, all of them are streaming, you know, the games or broadcasting the games, you know, and promoting it and what that, what mm-hmm. that stuff. So actually coming to play and then, you know, getting, asking for an autograph, it's, it's pretty great because I would think that's only, that only happens, you know, in the big leagues, especially in the, like, only in the pro for, you know, in the NX or in the cause of paintball. You know, because it's it's harder to watch divisional people play than it is than the pro the pro league because you got go sports, so you can just constantly watch it. And, you know, they actively promote it too. Like you know, you know, Diesel plays at this time, or you know, Dynasty plays at this time. You know, they post it. You know, Facebook, Instagram, whole nine shebang. But um, no, it's just great, just because of that aspect. Like you don't suspect you don't suspect it. And so, like, for me, I just, like, I just play, like, you know, I play, I play the game, you know, I, I do my best to perform, you know, and if I get fans all along the way, cool, if I don't, that's cool as well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it bring me down, you know, I'll let it affect me in a good way if I start getting fans, like, I'm like, that's phenomenal, like, I'm gonna just keep busting ass, that, you know, it's not like, 
I'm just like, oh, I got these fans. Like, I'm chill now. Like, I got my fan base. Like, no, like, I want to keep working hard. That's my thing. Like, that's that's literally my life is I worked hard all my life. You know, there's, like, when it came to band, you know, when it came to baseball, like, I was almost, I'm fucking, I'm only 5'7", you know, way buck 20. You know, these baseball dudes are, like, six foot something, you know, jacked, yokes, you know, they can bench press, you know. So whenever I was getting introduced to that in high school, like, you know, I had to work harder. You know, I had to, I had to bust my butt more. So with that, I think it's awesome because I just, I don't know, just getting autographs and just asking a person who actually busted their tush to get there. Mm-hmm. It, feels, it feels better, you know, because in my mind, I'm like, I worked really hard to get to this get to get to this place to get to this situation definitely and it's finally paying off you know so and y'all are i mean y'all definitely deserve all the recognition that you do get and all of the fans as well uh (laughs) this question from soda he says on a scale of one to ten how much fun do you have at the uh mech x-ball events at fit you can't you can't even rank that it's like infinite it breaks (laughs) it breaks that scale (laughs) again honestly man it, it's hard. It's hard to rank those Mac X balls. Like even if even if you lose, you're having such a phenomenal time. And like, you get drafted by us as the fit players, you know. So you get to kind of like poke poke our brain, see how intense we get, you know, on the field. And you're like, okay, they kind of get real, you know. But like just the environment, you know, everybody's having a good time. You know, the sideline coaching it, it brings back those old school ways. People like it. It, it, it caters to the people who are like. Oh, bring back like you know, fifteen on cab. Blah blah blah. Bring back sideline coaching. Like it kind of caters to them a little bit when it comes to the the coaching on the sidelines, but then also shows like, hey, maybe coaching's not all that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but no, it's 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 a great it's a great time. Honestly, just the environment, the people, and just seeing and hearing people lose their voices because they're just just screaming at the snake players like he's right behind you or like just stuff like that and just trying to get people's attention it's 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 great it's pretty good for sure uh another question from the chat from chris harrison he says also scale of one to ten how much fun do you have coaching the five-man challengers still still a 10 still another 10 i i just love i love the challenge like, you know, whenever, I mean, he was a part of it with the first, uh, Chris Harrison was with the first Lisco Jams and we won the January one. Like, he knows, like, I get into it. Like, I will dedicate my time and fight for, you know, my team, the team I'm coaching. And so I just love it because then I just see all these, all my other fit players coaching their lines or like other, like, you know, like Nico. I believe it's Nico. Yeah, Nico with uh, Hypnotic. Mm. Oh, or yeah, Nico with Hypnotic and then uh, Outlaw with Devin. You know, like seeing professional players actually putting their time and like getting teams to come play these events, like the Challengers events. It's just, it's just cool. You know, and just, it's just great. Definitely. Uh, all right. Last question from the chat uh, from Brandon Ortega of BEMRAPS. He says, is there anyone who you still play with from one of your first times ever playing? Uh, I and mean, I know, I know dark horse was fairly early on and you're with most of those guys now. Yeah. I, I could say dark horse um, with 
ODK, not not really. No, I there are some players on there that do play. Um, I do see them, of course, and I like, of course, make it away. It's like, hey man, how you been? You know, just seeing how they are. Like LD McCoy, I don't know if you know him. Like mm-hmm. he played on ODK. Now he's with Notorious. Um, just players like that. Um, was uh was Cal on ODK? Yes, actually, he was on ODK. Um, he was. He was. Yeah, he joined in 2014 or 15, one of those years. But he was part of our our young gun, like when they had the, the whole young gun thing. Mm. Like they, had, I think he was a part of that. So, but no, uh, man, mostly it's just the Luke House from Dark Horse, and yeah, most most of most of the guys I played with either stepped away, grew grew, I guess grew up, not grew up, but like just grew away from it. Mm. You really can't grow up from the sport. It's a sport, you know. It's right. We want to treat it like a sport. You, you can't really grow up from it. Definitely. <laughs> but he, just grew, he grew away from it. Um, just yeah. Uh, they really only the players are definitely the Luke House from Dark Horse. Gotcha. That year. All right. So that pretty much does it. Uh, so final question, which is brought to us by Jell Stewart's brand compete message them on Facebook or Instagram and mention in the pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods, which speaking of, uh, compete, we finally got our second run of tech shirts in and we, uh, just mailed those out earlier today. So, uh, for, uh, I think I messaged everybody that ordered them, but if you're waiting on your shirt, uh, it's coming in the mail should be there Friday, I believe. So, uh, I, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Uh, honestly, thank you for having me. Uh, letting me explain pretty much my side of everything through my eyes. Um, other than that, I think I gave a shout out to everybody. I mean, shout out to all the people, honestly, who supported me throughout my year, uh, throughout my years in the, in the sport. Um, especially a huge shout out to those people who are thinking of stop playing don't stop playing, keep playing, keep pushing through what that hard time is now. And I promise you it's going to be worth it at the end. But other than that, no, hope everybody has a great night tonight. And hopefully people enjoyed it. For sure. Uh, this is a great one. So uh, everybody that's online tuning in live, thank you all so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Jonathan. That's at a, or at J Shavo with two O's at the end on Instagram. Uh, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Shout out to my partner and sponsor tier subscribers on Patreon, FE athletics, get that shot, paintball, Kumite compete, Bem Raps, Skull Monkeys Paintball, Uno's Jerky, Hydra, and XTPL events. We will see you guys next week for episode 56, where we will have Doug Bryant, who is the he is a player and the captain of Elite, which is a team out of Lubbock. They're going to be competing in the upcoming USXBL event. So we'll get to uh, hear all about Lubbock Paintball. So uh, Chavez, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Grisha, for having me. Have a great night, man.